stuff. Welcome to episode 177 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, who you just heard was Margot Bevington. And if that didn't catch you and hook you right away, then I really don't know how else to do this for you, because that, to me, was awesome. And talking to Margot was awesome. It was her first time ever doing a podcast, and I think that she knocked it out of the park. We talked about all kinds of cool stuff. She teaches kids from the littlest kids through high schoolers. I couldn't imagine teaching high schoolers music. High schoolers, you know, there was a point in my life where in the work that I did, I liked working with high school kids. Now, I don't I don't know. They're beyond me. They Snapchat. I don't even know if they still Snapchat, but it's still, it's beyond me no matter what. And um, Margot and I talked about all kinds of stuff. We talked about avant-garde music. You know what avant-garde music is? Well, I learned. Margot taught me. It was great. And that song you just heard, that clip was called From There to Here, and you can hear the whole song at the very end of this episode. Before we get to Margot, I want to tell you, you can reach me via email, mike at goodstuffpod.com, or find me on social media, the at symbol, goodstuffpod. Tons more to come. We'll be coming at you at least once more this week. But for now, let's really focus on Margot Bevington. Really fun talk, really interesting. I think you're going to get a kick out of that. And you stay tuned all the way to the very end. You'll hear the full song from there to here. With no further ado, adieu. That's French for waiting, adieu. With no further ado, here is Margot Bevington. This kids Do you, you have to get back into the classroom at 1130, like on the dot? No, I don't. I have like a about like a twenty minute cushion in there, so it's fine. Okay. And what grades are you what grades are you teaching today? I'm actually teaching high school music today. Oh, hold on a second. Um <laughs> like like the band and the, the orchestra and things like that? Uh chorus uh-huh. and yes, we have band too okay so, so what are mm-hmm. what are some of the pieces that you're working with the the chorus on i was in chorus for years oh yeah so we're doing seasons of love from rent oh and, classic yeah <laughs> and another classic lean on me oh perfect doing that one mm-hmm. and uh we're doing actually a couple of beatles songs oh cool and um, we're doing um, "I Want to Be Starting Something" by M- uh, Michael Jackson. Nice. <laughs> are Are you choreographing too, or is it just singing? Um. Yeah, we do a little choreographing <laughs> with it. It's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a great, great Michael Jackson choice. Do you get as the the uh, I guess the conductor is probably the right word to to call you for that? Do you get to choose the pieces that you do, or is it like? Does it come from somewhere else, I guess? Um, well, I try to kind of match the school community I'm working with. And um, I did get to choose the 
pieces, but I did kind of see what they had done before. And so, uh-huh. yeah, and so had kind of like also like a theme because we're working towards a concert. Okay. So, Is this like yeah. a holiday holiday concert aiming for the holidays? Yeah, going for like uh took off on the seasons of love kind of idea we're doing oh, nice um all you need is love by the beatles love me do nice um yeah so things like that cool mm-hmm. um so i should say i'm speaking with my new buddy margo bevington did i say your last name right this is important did i say that right yes <laughs> Ooh, nailed it and we're uh we're just kind of we're getting to know each other here and and i thought that margo you were a kindergarten teacher but it turns out today you're teaching high school so let's just let's just get the elephant in the room out of the way which do you prefer teaching high school kids <laughs> or teaching kindergartners? i know that's not a fair question but there's got to be some differences between the two right there is um i worked with young children for a long time I'd have to say that is my favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's uh, a, an interesting um, task to to talk to young children because mm-hmm. you you kind of need to to think about what you're trying to say and. I don't like to talk down to children. I like to, you know, teach them. Yeah, of course. Teach them, you know, even, you know, the the high-level concepts they're asking me about. So <laughs> um, I, I love that. I love to kind of think about things in the world and kind of distill it down so I can talk to young children about it. Yeah, that's a gift. I think it's a gift to be able to talk about these these tricky concepts in a way I often find. So I have three kids myself, and I often find that like, you know, they're asking complicated questions. Like we just moved to Houston, for example, and they want to know if our house is going to flood. And I can't really say that, you know, well, it just depends on the hurricane season and we got to watch the radars and we got to watch the weather, you know, but it's, it's more like, how do I, how do you ease their mind while giving them some sort of tidbit of, of knowledge and absolutely telling the truth? So I, I totally hear what you're, what you're saying and where you're coming from. So you, you reached out to me because you have two records of family music out um and i think they're great and i think that just from talking to you so far i think that you're great and i think it would be really cool to hear a little bit of your backstory but before we do that we should make very clear you are a teacher and you're teaching high school music and you're teaching today but you're not playing hooky right now this is your break so there's <laughs> yeah, nothing that, break. there's nothing that <laughs> anyone can say that would be like oh margo should have been in class no 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 folks she is in the clear <laughs> so so margo tell, tell tell us a little bit about where you're coming from your musical background um well um i started playing piano when i was six like a lot of children do um i actually took a book um my older sister had she was taking a piano class and uh our family had just gotten a piano it was a big deal 
Um, but my older sister was taking the class, not me. So uh-huh. um, she had a book and I uh, opened it up and taught myself how to read music. So oh. that's when my parents said, oh, let's get her some lessons too. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, well, if you're teaching yourself to read music, that's very impressive. So you started on the piano and you started with lessons. And, and then what was the, the next steps for you? Um, I loved uh, all kinds of music. Um, when I was very young, I actually had hearing loss uh, due to chronic ear infections, wow. um, stuff like that, and uh, a speech delay. So um, I think, I, you know, I don't know for sure, <laughs> um, when that started to clear up, I, you know, the fascination kind of with sounds and uh, music maybe started. I, I've always been fascinated with um, just different kinds of sounds, love listening to music, uh, just really kind of needed it, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I just learned to play whatever chance I had, love to sing. Uh, it was something I needed, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's true for, for lots of people. Um, I think that, that music and, and what music can do for people, whether it's, you know, and I think it's interesting, like you can break it down, whether it's the rhythm or it's the harmony or it's the 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 tonics. I don't actually think I know what tonic means, but you know what I'm saying? Like just the, the overall sound, it, it, it speaks to people in a completely different way. And I love that that's part of your story. So when did you start doing kids and family music? Um, well, I started actually writing songs for kids um, when I was much younger. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just out of college. Oh, so like two or, um, two or three years ago, just like uh, me, yeah. right? <laughs> that was just yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I just collected uh, songs that I wrote. I started teaching kids um, not long after college. Uh, I studied music. I got my master's in music. Oh, great. Um, actually, after I got my master's in music, it was very academic program. And uh, there was a lot of focus on complexity in academia. And I, you know, I did it, I did my thesis, and I had, like, these big ideas about music, Uh, but I also wanted to kind of take a step back from all that and kind of get back to, you know, what music means to me and what what do I want to do with it. Mm -hmm. So I... um, I ended up teaching. I I love teaching and love working with kids. And um, my you know extended family started to grow. I started to have nieces and nephews, and um, started to work with families, and then started to have my own family. Mm-hmm. So the kind of 
uh, interest in, in working with children grew that way. Um, and just started writing songs that I could use either in teaching or um, I actually wrote my first children's song for my niece um, oh. she turned three nice and it, it's my song one and two is three mm -hmm. also the name of the first record right yeah all right yeah. very cool so one thing I that I think is really interesting um, it, it, from your story is that you and you were saying you went for your master's in music and it was very complicated and I can only imagine like what goes into getting that master's in music like the amount of theory that you need to know and things like that and yet which by the way I should say probably got a little burdensome if 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 I may be so bold as to say like it maybe took a little of the fun out of it perhaps and tell me if I'm totally wrong about this but um, one thing that I love about your story in particular is that you you have that master's in music, you have that knowledge level, but yet, like when you describe your music, and I think it comes through if you listen to it, it's joyful and gentle, and and I think that that's like a uh, that's like the opposite side of the spectrum, right? Like keeping things uh, uh, simple, I guess, for lack of a better word, and and joyful, and and particularly, I want to key in on that word gentle. Um, it's got to feel totally different than when you were pursuing that master's and writing your thesis, et cetera. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there was kind of an opposite end of the spectrum there. There was, you know, we studied noise. And, like, there were people really interested in, you know, just noise in music. And uh -huh. um, I... I didn't care for it. <laughs> I mean, so, I was like, yeah, man, noise music. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> so, like, what's what's an example of that? Do you do you know, like, off the top of your head, do you have an example of like what noise music would be? It's more than like heavy metal or something, right? Um. Yeah. Um. There's, you know, kind of. Uh, a way to think about music as, uh, you know, like a f reflection of, uh, you know, a, a kind of high-level concept, I guess. Uh -huh. uh, you, you've got the noise of the city and, you know, how can we distill that down to uh, a sound art piece. Oh boy. <laughs> with um, you know some electronic uh, you know buzz going on and then we'll add some you know uh, percussion in there and you know really get the the cooling and the Yeah, the, but like the, with the tempo, like with the beat or just like totally avant-garde. Avant-garde is the word, yes. And <laughs> so, yeah, there, but I mean, it could, it could get, you know, kind of, a, I, for lack of a better word, it could be, you know, kind of hard to listen to. But on the other hand, there was also some uh, of that that was uh, really beautiful. So, yeah, I, I worked with a, composer her name was Pauline Oliveros and um, she was known as the kind of 
uh, female John Cage. I'm not sure if you're familiar with John Cage. Mm -mm. He's a composer who uh, was an avant-garde composer and um, talk about conceptual uh, sound <laughs> art. He uh, wrote a piece of music called Four Minutes, 33 Seconds, which was just four minutes, 33 seconds of silence. Oh. So, um, <laughs> so he wrote, he wrote that in quotes. He wrote right? that and yeah. he's famous for it. Uh -huh. Um, Paulina Oliveros, uh, was really into, uh, what she called deep listening. So, um, she was very, um, <sighs> very conscious about what types of sounds she put out and uh, kind of fostered like a community of artists who uh, it, uh, was really interested in listening not just to music but being open you know to uh, the community and uh you know, listening in a broader sense. Mm -hmm. So um, she was really, really interesting person. She, uh, yeah. She's now passed away, uh -huh. uh, which was sad, but um, I, I enjoyed working with her a lot. Well, it sounds like you are open to all kinds of musical experiences. And um, just hearing you describe that was fascinating Uh to me, I loved, uh, like, I, I was hanging on every word. <laughs> it was extremely, <laughs> extremely cool to hear. And I could talk to you, I think, about that for a really long time. However, I think we should, I need to, not you, you're doing great. I need to keep my <laughs> eye on the ball. And we need to talk about this new record of yours. The new okay. record is called I Am 456. And you have a lot of different kinds of songs in here. There's there's songs that come from a, from a sensitive place of the child, right? So I'm looking at Can I Play Too with friend of the podcast and friend to you and I, John Cullimore. And then there's so songs like Make Believe Zoo and Superhero. So why don't you tell me about a couple of your favorites from this record? Okay. Um, well, um, how about I start with uh, can I play two since sure. uh, you uh, mentioned it? <laughs> mm -hmm. sound, by the um, way, you, you two sound really good together, just to get that out of the way. Like, that is nicely oh, done. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was fun, fun to work with John. Um, yeah. Um, so, the song Can I Play Two is uh, really from a child's perspective, um, coming to a new place, not being sh sure about uh, the place or the people there, and just really wishing that they could overcome that and um, be, uh, you know, be more than their fear. So, um, uh, the lyric I'm thinking of is I wish I could be a legendary me so be kind of like you know that superhero that you like or um, be someone who who's not afraid and um, 
I think when um, kids can kind of imagine and use um, use that creativity in a, in a new situation, it, it's helpful. And um, those are those are why we have those those uh, superheroes and characters from stories that save the day mm-hmm. is because they're inspiring to us and right. um, they can help us through situations like that. Right. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so what about the song I Am 456? Where's that one come from? I Am 456 is about... Um, that kind of goes back to, um, you were asking me about, um, teaching and, um, how I like different ages and, uh, talking to young kids. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of about the concept of time, uh, and, uh, growing older and, um, how we think about time and it also uh, has a broader uh, meaning uh, with with counting a double meaning for the word count. So we count numbers, but we also count as people. <laughs> oh, nice! So, man, you 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 don't do anything without multiple layers, huh? That's awesome. Well, it just I mean when I write music. And songs, oftentimes, I don't have a plan in mind at first. <laughs> uh-huh. It kind of just comes out. So um, that, I think, came out of the place. I talk to young children about time a lot. I talk to my son about time. It's, it's a fascinating concept, I think, for young children because you can't see it. And... Um, and, and there's a lot of things that we can't see, mm-hmm. um, but are very important, mm. including ourselves. We count. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And did I, yeah. So, thank you for, for taking some time to talk about what's going on behind the songs, which is always fascinating to hear. Um, I love the, you know, the multiple layers. Um, did you mention that you were making some videos? Did I see that in some some email between you and I? Is that correct? Yes. Ah. I have a YouTube channel. I've started making weekly videos. Um, their range, I'm doing music videos of my songs. I'm doing um, songs that I've used in teaching, um, using sign language and Spanish. And I also am including a series of, uh, kid jokes I did with my son. Oh. <laughs> we were playing, playing around one day. Um, he actually helped with the video I did recently. I just put it out yesterday. Uh-huh. It's of my song, Make Believe Zoo. Uh, with his make-believe zoo, his uh-huh. stuffed animals, and he has a snake that uh, is like a puppet, and he started talking to me with it and telling me jokes, and I was like, wow, Sebastian, can you do that 
for, you know, a video, I think people would like it. So he agreed and we put out some videos of um, him telling me jokes as the snake puppet. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Um, so I think that, you know, that that sort of leads us in this direction of you are not just limited to doing the music stuff. You know, there's the videos that are coming out and you also have a, a musical coloring book for the the one and two is three record what what inspired you to to make a coloring book and it's one of those ones that my daughter loves it's like where the adult and the kid get to color together yeah um so i came up with the idea because uh, when i spent time with my um son when he was younger and just learning really how to hold the crayon and color uh, we would do it together. Like I would uh, draw with a crayon and, and do something and then he would try to. So um, I thought that action would kind of go well with my first album, One and Two is Three, because it is a lot about um, spending time together. Mm -hmm. Um uh, a parent-child relationship, you know, looking at the world through a child's eyes and, and doing that together. So um, the coloring book kind of mirrors that uh, where you get to color together. So it's great. Um, yeah. And then, and then the other thing is this, what I just brilliantly named piano popsicles. What are piano popsicles, Margo? <laughs> so that is, uh, I spend a good deal of time as a piano teacher. I do that as well. Um, and over the years, I found that uh, beginning players want to play their favorite songs, but don't quite have the skills yet. So um, piano popsicles are pop songs that mm -hmm. I've made uh, very simple. And um, I've used in my classes and um, they're just kind of fun to do. <laughs> nice. That's great. That's all they need to be fun to do. I think that that idea of get letting kids be successful. I think that's really sort of what's behind that and, and doing what, you know, having a song that they love to hear and then being able to play it is really good. You know, I, I, I know I've talked a lot about my experience with my kids today, but my daughter is uh, starting ukulele and she's almost seven. And it, it's just like, it's hard because she's not able to, to make it what she wants it to be. Like she wants to be able to play songs and that's, it just doesn't come easily. So the fact that you're taking steps to make it easy for kids to, uh, make their own music and play songs that they know and love. I think that's a, that's a very important thing. Um, so Margo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Margo, how do we, how do we, so there's lots of stuff, right? We've talked about music and the YouTube channel and coloring books and piano popsicles and there's poetry too. I mean, there, you are a woman of very, very many talents, which is a, a, uh, very impressive, I have to say. So how can we, what, like, what's the best way to find you and keep up with you and get, get ourselves, uh, some of this great stuff that you're making? Okay, so I do have a website. It's 
www.inandoutoftheclouds.com, all one word. Um, and that's kind of the name of my independent label, In and Out of the Clouds, um, which encompasses all that you talked about, <laughs> the, the coloring book, the albums, the... Um, the music that I write that I have other places for sale and the poetry. Um, so uh, that's a good place to look. I'm also on Facebook. Um, my children's music page, uh, Miss Margot's music is uh, Miss Margot Bevington, all one word. Okay. Uh, and then uh I'm on Instagram, uh, just Margo Bevington, Twitter's Margo Bevington, and uh, YouTube is Margo Bevington. So, Well, that's quite a few ways to find you, and I think we should do all of them, all of them, because you have Please. a ton to offer. <laughs> um, so, Margo, again, thank you for reaching out to me to, to come on the show. I learned... I learned a lot through this one. I, I think that, uh, you know, we could do a whole separate thing on avant-garde music. I don't know if uh, kids and families would be into it, but I think that you and I could have some fun <laughs> with it. But um, again, thank you so much for reaching out and taking the time to talk with me. Oh, thanks for having me. Now that's one talented person. Thanks so much, Margo, for coming on the show and for talking with me. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you're having a good start to your week. And now, here is the song from There to Here from Margot's album, I Am 456, all the way through. You're going to love it. This is some creative stuff. This is, this is good. You're going to like this. Mike at GoodStuffPod.com if you want to email me. I love email. I do. Okay, talk to you soon. Smile
stuff. stuff. stuff.